All right. Me, 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 me. Okay. <laughs> was that a glass? Yes, it was. <laughs> that was so not planned. <laughs> That was actually really cute. Actually. <laughs> that was. <laughs> that one's staying in. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <clears throat> Welcome to Messy Mondays, episode number 17. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. The numbers keep surprising me every single time you say a new episode, by the like, way. Like, 17 is a so, high number. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, we're reaching for more and more and more, <laughs> but... Like every time you say the number, I'm like, damn, we at that. There's gonna be a point where we'll forget what number we're at. So I'm gonna be excited about that one. I low key forget all the time. I have to write it down. So it's like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for sure, when the numbers start becoming triple digits, guys, then it's gonna get a little yeah. Harder. Then we'll be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, we're here. Hopefully, we won't be doing it from the living room, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And everything, life is about the hookup. It is. And with that being said, we want to make sure to tell you that welcome to our podcast. We are so happy that you guys tune in to listen, to support, and to follow. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Messy Mondays Podcast. We always keep you up to date on all our day-to-day events on the actual Instagram. Also, make sure to follow myself at showme underscore ENT on Instagram and Marley at L-U-V Marley. So that's love Marley underscore. And we're also going to try to keep you guys up to date. That's right. That's right. I'm excited for today's episode. For sure. It's super cool. <laughs> we, you have, we have a special guest coming in, right? Yes. We actually have a caller from Fort Worth, Texas. Woo woo. Shout outs to Texas. Yes. It's, it's known as the city of cowboys and culture. <laughs> I love Texas, by the way. It is such like, and it's so big. There's so many areas that you can go to. Right. And I've been to Austin, and Austin got the vibes. If y'all ever, ever want to have a good time, Austin is I heard it's, it's like the poppin' city to move to if you're like a young entrepreneur, millennial type of vibe. Like, I heard a it's hipster. a growing city, for sure. If, if you're a hipster, well, it's we're actually going to be able to ask our... She's actually a listener from Texas, and she reached out, and she wanted to be on the podcast. So this is super duper dope to us. I'm actually going to call <laughs> out right now. Um, she's going to share a story with us. Her name is Scarlett. It's going to be very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Let me give her a call real I quick. I love that name. Hello? Hey, what's up, Scarlett? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yes, for sure. We're so excited to have you. We were just telling everyone that's listening that you're in Fort Worth, Texas. Super popping. Yes, yes. I moved here from New York, so it's a lot different. Wow, I can only imagine. That's a big transition. How long have you been in Texas? Um, five years now. Wow, okay. Oh, you, you're officially a transplant. You're officially a resident of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't like the claim that I am. You know, um, everyone here is very, people in Texas, they, they rep Texas, but just like we do in New York, you know, we rep New York. So, of course, everyone here says, you know, I made the best decision, but um, New York will always be in my heart, of course. Yeah, it's hard to not be a New Yorker. 
It's like you're in New- yeah. like no matter where you are, you're still in New Yorker. It is what it is. Exactly. No, I can totally relate. But with that being said, Scarlett is not only a New Yorker that lives in Texas that it has relocated and is now living a new adventure. She's actually the person who's going to be narrating our messy story because we're going to get back to the roots, baby. And we're so excited <laughs> to actually have such a dope guest who's going to share her story. I'm going to let her take her platform and actually guide us through a little bit of a, a little dilemma that she once went through herself. Yeah, it's a, a dilemma that I still, still haunts me. So, you know, when I thought about what story should I talk about, it's something that, you know, unfortunately it happened. It's something that I don't like to, you know, preach out there at the same time. But shit happens. Um, but yeah, so I grew up in a, in a Christian home and was raised the, the right way. And I married my first boyfriend. I did everything by the book. And, you know, but when I got married, you know, certain things change. The man changes and he just changed, you know. He just became like this lazy man that didn't want to work, that didn't want to do anything. He was the housewife and I was the working woman. And I was very bored. I got really bored. And, of course, you know, being that I was a Christian person, I knew that, I have to pray. That's what everybody was telling me. Pray for your man, pray for your man, pray for your marriage. But nothing was happening. So it all started with me just being on the chat room. You know, back in the day, that was like the shit. You know, everybody was on these different chat rooms on Yahoo and AOL and stuff like that. So I was starting on the chat rooms and just, you know, talking to different people, different guys and, you know, whatever. The funny thing is that he knew what I was doing, and he would never pay attention. So it just kept on escalating um, to the point that I actually decided to meet a guy. And he paid for the ticket <laughs> for me to go to a country that I've never been to. Um, he knew what I was going for. and. Um, and yeah, he actually, so I, I kind of say, like, he helped me to cheat on him, basically. So I went to Dominican Republic, <laughs> and I met this guy, and, you know, basically had, like, this long-distance computer relationship, and that was it. But then it happened again, you know, I met somebody else, and I even brought that person to my house one day because my car was broken down and he had to drive me home, whatever. And my husband at the time was cooking and says, hey, you know, you wanna, you want rice and beans? And I'm like, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, what the fuck, this guy knows what I'm doing. (laughs) He knows, (laughs) I'm like, he knows what I'm doing, why? Because I would sleep over this dude's house and I would call my, husband and I would say, hey, you know, I'm sleeping at so-and-so's house. And he never said anything. Well... Wait, wait, you would say that you were at the guy's house? Like, he thought he was... Okay. Yes. Yes. And so he already knew who this dude is. And my ex-husband, he's this, what everybody likes to call this wonderful man that has this patience of a God and all this stuff. And, you know, it's like... I know it was wrong. I know what I did was wrong. Um, 
But at the same time, I think what made it so easy was the fact that, hey, he's playing along too. He's letting me do what I gotta do. He's not complaining. He offered the, the guy I'm cheating with, he offered him buy some beans. I mean, you know, no. it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, you know, so whatever, crazy. and I just kept on. And a part of me was doing it to see my my husband would wake up, you know, like, hello, you know, I'm talking to you, you know, let's, you know, let's make this marriage work, or, because I talked to him so many times prior to me even, like, being with somebody else, because my husband was the first person I was with. And um, so, yeah, so that that's basically how everything happened but then um his mom his mom started getting like more involved in our relationship she noticed that this relationship is not working what's going on you guys are not the same and he decided to play the victim even though he was the victim i'm not gonna take that away from him but i was just like dude you fucking helping me play like he even bought my ticket to go to Dominican Republic to do what I was doing. So I was just like, okay, fine. So it got so bad. It got so bad to the point that his mother tried to take my daughter away from me. Um, you know, the whole family called me this big slut, this, you know, all this stuff. And I told them, yo, you know, I get it. I did wrong. But number one, I always talked to my husband. I always told him, like, dude, pay attention. Hey, I'm getting tired of you just being lazy and all this stuff. And yeah, it doesn't, like, justify what I did. But at the same time, it's like, yo, a woman has me, you know? And I was just, like, bored out of my fucking mind. Um, but yeah, so the whole family, like, they shamed me. They didn't let me in their house. Like, I was really, like, tortured emotionally tortured by his family to this day you know we've been divorced for so long and you know like that that experience changed me as a person however they still see me like oh you fucked over my son you know you cheated on my son you hurt him you broke him i'm like seriously like so the whole point is and i've always wondered is you know, yeah, I know I'm wrong because I cheated, but at the same time, am I really wrong since he, you know, kind of enabled it and kind of helped me out and kind of, you know, would talk to the guy that I was fucking at the same time that I was married with him? Like, <laughs> am I really wrong? Or does that really kind of justify the fact that, hey, if he's, if he's okay with it, not saying anything, go ahead. But um, that's always been my question, because even when we got the board, you know, I said, hey, let's do, you know, we both agreeing on the divorce. He's like, oh, hell no. He says, I'm putting that you were, in a, you know, you were unfaithful and all this stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, now you want to play the victim that I cheated on you. And Wait, hold on. Did you have to pay alimony since you were the person who made more money? No, no, no. Because at the end of the day, I got my way, and it was just a regular... You know, we both agreeing on this this um this divorce. It was something super quick. <laughs> you know, two hundred dollars. We went through a court, and that was it. But you know, it's always something that always haunts me. You know, because the family has made me feel so bad. You know, for what I did, and I know, like right now, I don't I don't condone like cheating or anything. Even though I did it, 
But I do know, like, the damage that it could cause. And at the same time, I wouldn't want somebody to do it to me. But at that time, I wasn't thinking about about that. I was being selfish, you know. But then it was just so easy, you know. So it's like, right. who could blame me? Hold on a second. So wait, wait, wait. So how long were you guys together and still married and you were involved with these guys? Like, was this, like, something that happened in a couple of months? Or was this, like, years? Like, how oh, long was no. this? no. Like, it happened, after, like, years after we were... Probably like four years after we were married, and you know I would talk to him, you know, so much, and and I'm always like I'm a big communicator, like I'm a person that I keep it real. I've always been like that. Like I want you to tell me what's up, and I'll tell you what's up. And oh, excuse me, um, we because we were Christian, we my my ex husband decided to go to the straight church where we couldn't do anything. I mean, it was to the point that we couldn't even have sex in our fucking sofa. Like, it had to be in the bed. That type of, that type of strictness. But I was bored. And I would tell him, I'm like, yo, you know, let's go out, let's do this. And there was nothing. Like, we didn't even go on dates. But wait, can can we go back to why he didn't work? He just was lazy. Like, he would wake up late. And so they fired him. And then, of course, he didn't want to get a job that paid him $10 an hour or, you know, whatever. So, and to this day, you know, it's been so long, he's still the same way. Wow. But, you know, I, I can't say anything. You know, I, I fought with him for child support, but that's like, there's, there's, no, there's no sense in fighting for that. But he's always been that way. But I was just bored. You know, I mean, I'm like, not trying to say that what you did was okay, but I think it's very hard to be with a person that's not doing shit with their life. Like, that's a who's not motivated. Thing. And sometimes I'm like, I'm kind of glad that everything happened the way it's... Well, I wouldn't say I'm glad the way everything happened, like me cheating. But at the same time, I'm glad that I got to experience other dudes and, and other... You know, guys taking me out and going out, actually getting out of the house, because he's still the same way. You know, my daughter has a good, good relationship with him, and he's sometimes they're talking on the phone and he's falling asleep. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck, that's the same shit you were doing when we were married, and that's exactly why I thank God that I'm not with you. But, you know, a lot of my friends, they tell me, like, the few that know my story, they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have cheated, you know? And I'm just like, I get it. You know, I should not. I was married. It's still wrong. But is it really wrong if he helped me kind of sort of? Well, I mean, well, I was going to say, he seems like he's not a really motivated kind of person. Like, it takes a lot to get something out of him. But for him to, it's wild that he paid for like the trips or like even offered someone something like that. So maybe he was checked out, but just wasn't being honest in the fact that he was checked out and then later played the victim. Yeah, but he wasn't even doing anything to keep me. It's just like, I felt like I was doing everything that I, that he wanted to, you know, I got into, even though I was, I grew up in church, you know, we went to a church, we decided to go to a church because that was his preference where it was just like, I couldn't even wear pants in my, in my own home. And then he always was talking like, oh, you know, I want I want a Christian woman. And I'm like, I, you know, this is my husband. I'm going to do what I got to do. And I did. But then when I would go to church, I was by myself. And I'm like, what's the point? 
point of me doing for you and you're not doing anything for me. So So wait, hold on. So when you went to DR, right? And he he and and the guy invited you to go to Dominican Republic, your husband bought the flight. And he bought the flight and he took me to the Dominican Republic. So when you guys had that conversation, when you guys had that conversation, because I'm really blown by this, when you guys had this conversation about you going over there, it was it like, oh, I'm gonna go just see my friend and we're gonna hang out, or it's like, oh, babe, wait, you kind of get it. Because the guy wasn't my boyfriend, you know, and so I basically said, oh, I met this guy on on Yahoo, you know, chat room. And he knew I was talking to the guy because, well, I mean, we lived in a small little apartment when we first got married, so, like, the computer's there, you know what I mean? And so I was just like, okay, I'm talking to this person. And, of course, it was, like, group chat, so it was multiple. But I told him, I said, oh, I'm going to go see this guy and his family. You know, they're in the yard. They invited me over there, whatever. But he knew the guy. The shit is that when I came back, he saw pictures of me with the guy, like, we're coupled up and stuff what? like that. And still nothing. It was not, those pictures, which so, I didn't mention, but those pictures, when his mother saw those pictures, that's when everything blew. Like, But hold on a second. Did you guys have a very weak sex life when you were married? Um, He thought it was good. I didn't. I wasn't happy because it was very... The, the the way the church my my ex husband to this day he's always been programmed by what the church says you know so it was just like we couldn't like I'm I'm a very sexual person church or not God or not like I'm sexual so it's like I want to like get fucked in the sofa or whatever my ex husband didn't so it was just like so much stress and I would talk to him I'd be like yo let's go to another church. You know, let's go out. We couldn't go to the movies. Do you think? Do you think go. he had like gay tendencies? I don't think he had gay tendencies because when he got down, he got down. The only thing is that it was not all the time, and it was only once a day. And you know, it was he's a one minute man. So I was like always frustrated. Now we know and, why you were cheating. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, and then the thing is like. You know, when I got married with him, I was a virgin. So that's the only thing I knew. But I'm always like, nah, they can't be. Because I have friends that I, I, I talk to. And I've always been this person that I don't like to talk to, you know, about my shit to anybody. But I hear everybody else's story. And I was just like, wait, something's not matching up. You know, and you see TV, you know, you see all these, I'm right. like vicariously living through other people on TV. And I would talk to him. So when I started in the chat room, I was just like, okay, this feels good. I'm not getting this for my, you know, my husband. And, you know, one thing led to another. And I just did it. Is there reason to possibly believe that he was cheating on you? Maybe he had his own side happening or his own, like, side life or anything happening? No, because he never went out. He, I don't, that's one thing that my ex-husband to this day, that's the man that I could have trusted, you know, I could trust him with everything in my life. Um, you know, a part of me always feels bad, still to this day, and I've apologized to him, you know, even after our divorce, just because this was a, like, he truly, truly is like a straight man of God. Like, there could be naked women 
around him, and he will not. Like, it will not get hard. And I'm just like, what the hell? Like, I'm I'm straight, and I see naked chicks, and I get all hot and heavy and shit like that. But my ex-husband, I don't think he was. There was no gay tendencies. There was no side chick. You know, he was always home, just very lazy, didn't want to do anything. It sounds like he was kind of um, depressed, to be honest. That was my next question. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. He's still the same way. I just... I just think is that he's just like that. Which you is know so that sometimes when men suffer from depression, the they're like not since Ruthie, but sometimes when men suffer from depression, they have a very low sexual libido. Like that happens sometimes. Like I'm not trying to diagnose him. I'm not a psychiatrist, but what I'm saying is there's a strong possibility that maybe he's dealing with something emotional that he hasn't really checked yeah. on because that doesn't sound like average behavior, in my it's opinion. Perfect. That's why I was just like, what the hell? I, that's why I was stressed out. You know, and I, I got married young. I was 18 years old when I got wow. married with him. And so he was always like this? I wasn't anymore. You know, I just, it was just to the point. And he would tell me, you know, even after I did what I did, because I cheated him, cheated on him with two guys. Even after I did whatever I did and we were separated, he still was like, you know, let's make this marriage work. But I couldn't. Like, there was a did you like, Did you catch feelings for the second guy? But uh, I didn't catch feelings for none of them, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. Um, just because it was just like I did. I just wanted the attention. You know, I didn't need that romance. I think it's that, my, and I'm like that now. I think being when I got married and having all these high expectations and getting it, like I never got what I wanted or what I was supposed to have or what I was raised to think that I was supposed to have. I thought I was supposed to have that with my ex-husband. And I guess because he, it never happened, and I felt like, yo, I did everything right, you know? I was a virgin. I got married to my first boyfriend. I did everything by the books, according to the books. And, um, but I think that that affected me to this day. You know, I'm, I'm 33 years old now, and I'm not a person to catch feelings. I'm a very cold, like, when it comes to romance, I'm not a big romantic person, you know, and, and, you know, people tell me, like, why? You don't like to cuddle? You don't like, I'm like, no, I'm good. I don't need none of that. What do you think um, is maybe because you're not emotionally ready to be emotional with somebody? Um, I don't think so. I just, I think that's how I am. Like, I, I have, I have a relationship now. I've been with my boyfriend. We live together. Um, and I've been with my boyfriend for, for eight years and I'm, I mean, thankfully, we're the same way. Um, he's more touchy-touchy than I am. And I think that, you know, sometimes he gets back his feelings hurt because he's like, yo, you know, I want to like... And I'm like, dude, you're like, um, like fucking dumb, you know? You always stuck on me. And I'm just not like that. But I think it's just because a part of me, like, kind of shut down, you know? It's just like, I don't have those high expectations on, on any man. You know, I don't care for the the flowers and the cuddling because I did. I did so bad for my ex-husband and I never got it. I was, I was with that man for 10 years and I never got it. Not a day, not anything. Wow. So now when my, my, when my boyfriend wants to go on a date, I just be like, he's like, hey, where you want to go out tonight? I'm like, oh, we could go to, you know, Shake Shack or something like that. You know, nothing fancy. And I'm good with that, which... My friends hate because they think, like, I'm lame, but that's just me. <laughs> I'm just, I've been like this now for 
for a while. But your previous marriage experience kind of set up like your emotions now. Like you you put so much in to the marriage previously and trying and putting an effort that now in the new light of it, of like our new relationships, you don't really want to put too much effort in anymore. But what how does your ex, I guess, in your communication, how does he talk to you now? Or, like, how does he communicate with you now if he wasn't communicating before? Well, you know, first, thank you for that. Because I've really never put two and two together. Like, actually, like, for the first time, it's like she brought clarification. Like, it's true. You know, <laughs> I did put so much effort. And now I just, it, it is what it is. That's my motto now. But um, now, we t- when we do talk... Um, I think we're just cordial with each other. We don't see each other. You know, he lives in another state and I live in another state. We haven't seen each other since we got divorced. Um, and it's been over six years. And um, But he does talk to my daughter. We do have our moments because, you know, when it comes to keeping a job, he's still, you know, he's he's about to be 40 and he still doesn't keep a job. And I'm just like, ooh. You yeah, know, but he's like a, a bum, honey. You know, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, he lives with his sister, you know, and for two years, he was living in the basement of the church, and I was just like, yo, I was so mad, you know, and people, like, his mother always used to say, oh, you still want to be with him, and that's why you care. I'm like, I don't care. I really don't. But my daughter, that's who I care about. So everything that we both do affects my kid, you know, so that's the only the only time we do talk and it's like an argument is either because he failed in his child support or he forgot to call for like a week and stuff like that because I don't care about anything. I just want to continue having a relationship with my daughter. Can I, can I ask Other you a that, personal question yeah, about him? I don't, I'm not being judgmental. Yeah. I'm just being oh, no, you could go ahead. investigative. Is he physically unhealthy? Um, He wasn't when we were married, um, but now he is. Because my daughter FaceTimes him, FaceTime him, and now he is. Now he's, you know, gained a lot of weight. But when we were together, no, he was, you know, he worked out. And, you know, we try to eat as healthy as possible, you know, even being Puerto Rican and Dominican. But we try to eat as healthy as possible. But he's just always, like I said, he's always been like that. And his, his brother, which is so funny, his brother's the total opposite. You know, his father, his brother is like, he can't keep a girl for one day. Like, every every day is another girl. Right. You know, and he's, so it's just like, I don't know, he's just, always, I mean, and his mother always tells me he's always been like that. I think that, honestly, I've, clearly this is not necessarily your problem. The only concern you have is for him to be healthy because of your daughter. And, and I understand yeah. that it's important for your daughter to have yeah. a good example of a male role model of some kind. But uh, I honestly think that he should possibly look into maybe talking to somebody. Because he doesn't sound like a person that seems to be in the best state of mind. No, I, I agree. But the problem with the whole situation, you know, with me cheating is that he told my he told our daughter um, no you know she's, thir- she's 13 years old and I'm very open with my kid like I have a great relationship with my daughter um, where we talk about mostly everything and um, you know but he told her you know basically your mother cheated on me and I'm like here we go 
you know, and I'm just like, <laughs> what did your daughter say? You know, at first my daughter was really upset with me because when he told her, you know, she was a lot younger and she knew what cheating was, you know, basically. And he was detailed because he had to be detailed for some reason. Um, that was abusive. Was really mad, like, yeah. And I think it was unnecessary. Like, she didn't need to know that at no, all. No, that, that's abusive and, behavior. That's not cool. Yeah. I thought it was stupid because, you know, we're not together, you know, and stuff like that. And we had, when he told her we had already been, you know, here in Texas and, you know, it's been years that we were not together. So I don't know why. But um, when he told her, she was upset with me. And then when she grew older, I explained to her, you know. And it's so funny because my daughter is just like me. Um, we're just very blunt people. And my, even my daughter tells me, she's like, Dad is so lazy, <laughs> you know. And <laughs> Daddy doesn't do anything. He has no life, you know. He needs a girl. And she, she says the same thing now being 13 that I used to say when I was married to him. What you, you know? need wow. to do is so, tell him all them websites you used to go to and them chats so he can start <laughs> chatting that shit up because he needs to get some. <laughs> yes, and so it's just, and the thing is, you know, he's been you know, he never had sex after, after we got divorced and stuff like that. No. He met a woman in church. He met a woman in church. Oh. I think he couldn't wait too long and um, he actually had a child you know, she's three years old, had a child with this woman, but he left her. <laughs> he left her when she was pregnant. And so now he has a daughter in Texas, a daughter in, in another state, and he lives in another state. Wow. Um, wow. So he doesn't like, like people. Man, what and a, he is what definitely not going to get a job because he's going to have to pay hella child support. So yes, <laughs> he definitely exactly. doesn't want to get a job. <laughs> What a nasty bitch. Even though, yes, even though that happened back in 2004, she still says it, but she says it to my daughter. Yeah, mom seems then, to get her own life. Mom yes, seems to be very is, involved. I, I'm mm-hmm. a person that I don't say shut, but I have to be respectful to my daughter. But I quickly grab her phone and I just start going off. And then sometimes I'll just block them from her phone. This is this like, is really messy. Like you guys are gonna be dealing with this at least for another five years. Like this is really messy. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm just like, other than that, it's like when she gets them, when and and thank God that they rarely talk. My daughter doesn't really talk to her paternal grandmother, but um, she talks to her dad every day, and we're fine. Like we'll joke around sometimes, and you know we talk. 
talks to her grandmother, and her grandmother wants to be like, and how did mom go hold the no. thing? No. And I just get mad, like, that's not me. You know, yes, I fucked up back in No, no, but it's not even that. Let me tell you something, honey. You could have been a stripper on a pole for five years mm-hmm. before the, your daughter was even able to realize that. There's no reason in the world that she should shame you that way. She is trying to slut shame you, and that is not nice. Like, there is no reason for her to do that. But she yeah, seems so a little too involved. Just like, now I'm just yeah, like, just like Marley said, she's like way too involved. Like she does she have a man? No, she doesn't. She's way too involved in her church. You see, like, this shit is textbook. Help her marriage. <laughs> you know that didn't help her marriage either because it was just like, dude, like I don't give a shit what your mother. He was very. He's a mama's boy, you know. And you know, I didn't grow up with my family. You know, I grew up in foster care, I grew up in the system, I moved from home to home, so I basically do everything on my own. And of course, I married somebody that depends on their mom for everything. Yeah. So, and to this day, to this day, so that's something that even though I, I, it's been so long. Do you still go to I church? Have, I still have that, you know. Do you still, do you still have faith and do you still go to church? Um, I don't go to church at all. Just because, um, I don't know. It's just so much shit that I've seen. I've been to different churches. And, um, you know, we used to move a lot because my ex-husband couldn't hold a job. So it's like, okay, we're getting kicked out of this place and, you know, whatever. But um, I don't go to church. I even tried to go to church, which is so funny. Like on Sunday because my daughter asked me. And I was just like, all right, let's go. And. I just don't believe the same things that I was raised. I, I don't think so many other things. I don't think you should be ashamed of your past to the point that you don't believe that you should go to church because at that time you were involved in the church and you probably feel like a hypocrite. I really don't think that you should feel ashamed to go to church. And I'm not a, I'm not trying to assume or, or overstep my boundaries, but it sounds like you're still hung up on the guilt of what you experienced and you associate that with going to church. I honestly think that it might be therapeutic for you to go back into that environment, not for you to be involved that way, but just because you had such a beautiful relationship with God at one point, I think it might help you get over your guilt. Maybe. I just feel like at that time, during that time of my life, I feel like, yo, I did everything right, you know? And even though now, I still am the same way, you know? I... I even in my relationship now, I'm, I'm the catering type of person. Like, I do stuff for my boyfriend. I'm not the romantic person. I'm not the cuddly person. But I always make sure there's dinner and, and, and coffee made and his clothes. You know, I'm that type. But I can sometimes I feel like when I was in church, um, you know, my ex-husband wanted me to, to be a singer at the church in the choir, and I did it. You know, I, I said, all right, let me do this. And, my ex-husband wanted to go to church for vigils in the fucking morning, and I was there. We, we did I did everything he wanted, but he was never there. He was sleeping or tired or, well, I'm not going to go to church today. And I would go by myself, and I'm like, yo, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. I did everything right, you know, what I thought was right. And then look what happened. So, so now I feel like, yeah, no. <laughs> So, I mean, I I get it and I appreciate it, but I think it's just going to take a lot for me. I just don't want you to keep feeling the way that you do. I'm not saying that you shouldn't learn from what you went through, but you shouldn't live with that remorse in your heart. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, 
everybody makes mistakes and sometimes some mistakes are bigger than others and we have to move on like you can't yeah, necessarily I do, I do I do still live with that because you know I don't want I wouldn't want to get cheated on you know what I mean and I wouldn't want that on any woman or any man and I get it so it's like sometimes when I'm just like when my friends tell me oh you know he cheated on me and my man was this I feel like a hypocrite saying, oh, what an asshole, you know, or that's, that's fucked up, you know, because I did it. I mean, but you, you know? did it with consent, which is really, really modern. <laughs> which that's is- the thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's my thing. I did do it with consent. And, and I mean, to this day, I have everything. Like, I'm a, I'm a person where I'm, I keep stuff for proof, you know, to, to protect myself. And I still have, like, a statement from when he bought the plane ticket because when wow. we were going through a divorce I was like uh uh-uh, uh you ain't gonna use anything against me I have everything I got proof I have evidence I have everything <sighs> do you, you think know? he would have stayed married with you and let you have your side piece on the side if no one would have ever found out type thing and you would have been okay with it if you if you said that if you would have stayed married to me you think so like let's say I y'all guys would have worked it out would've. and you would have have like your side guy yeah because even when so I've been with my boyfriend now for a while. And when my boyfriend and I started, we were just messing around. I didn't want anything serious. I had just gotten divorced. And, but before my divorce, he, we were already legally separated. We didn't, I mean, there was nothing between my ex-husband and I. And like months before our divorce, I was already in Texas and he's like, yo, you know, we should, um, do you think we could make this work? I'm like, dude, I'm with somebody else, you know? And But he's just like that because my daughter, for example, even though it doesn't matter anymore, but my daughter likes to go, when she goes to New York for the summer to be with her, you know, her father's family, they drop her off. He drops her off at my boyfriend's mom's house so that she could spend time with them. Wow. So he's just always been like that, you know? So it's just like, okay, you know? And... I mean, me, I probably wouldn't, you know, because that's not the husband, that's not the stepfather. Why do I got to take my daughter for yeah. the little time that I have with her during the summer to drop her off at your man's house, your mm-hmm. man's parent's house? But that's just the person that he is. There's a lot of, like, understanding. But it was a turn-off. He was a yes-man. He's extremely understanding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a yes-man. And the shit is that my boyfriend doesn't like him, right? doesn't talk to him they've never talked or anything just his my boyfriend's parents and they even said oh he's really nice and and all this stuff and but you know what i didn't want that you know some women say oh i need a man that's nice but he was just too much too of a okay no problem whatever you want like you think i'm gonna let my man come in here in my house with a girl just even with a girl whether they fucking or not and i'm gonna offer a food Right. Uh, I'm gonna start asking that question, but he didn't. The guy just comes in. I said, "Hey, <laughs> this is Miguel, who I chew with every time." That is wild. Me. And he said, "Oh, hey, you want some rice and beans?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> no, that's not." That's happen. fucking wild. That's wild. So that's... yeah, so basically, that's my messy story and, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> that I still, you know, still deal with. And I don't talk about it. It's been like forever since I talked about my story. Um, just because, you know, 
it's just it, sometimes I feel like okay, I'm embarrassed to know that I, I did cheat because it's so bad. You know what I mean? Um, but because it was well, at least I, you didn't I, get I, pregnant. That what? At least you didn't get pregnant from the other guys. Oh no! I thank God. Because that would have been I, extra messy. No, I would. <laughs> Thank God, because I've always protected myself, and I'm good with making sure I know what, when I'm ovulating and shit, like, that's not going to happen, so, you know, um, but I use protection, of course, always, but at the same time, I knew when I was ovulating, and knew when I could fucking not, so. That's a real Christian, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what they teach you in the church. <laughs> <laughs> they teach you how to monitor that shit. Yeah. We gotta fucking make sure we checking ourselves and know yeah. when we ovulating or not. <laughs> I remember when I was in Catholic school, they used to play this video for us once a year on how to determine how how much um, discharge you have, and there's a yeah. way to measure it. And like depending on your discharge, that means you're ovulating more at that moment. Yup. Female facts. So I know. What? Yeah. I, I I know. Like I used protection when I was with them, but I've been with my my boyfriend. For a minute, and I don't use protection at all. Wow, you you really got have. it down to a side. Do you have the app? Because I know there's like an ovulation app now that people also oh, use. Oh, no, I, I just know. I've been doing it for so long that I already know my body. Wow. So, good for you. Yeah. Good for you. You're Thank very you. in tune with yourself. That's very good. Because, you know, obviously, you're not supposed to use contraceptives when you're an actual person of the church. So they teach yeah, you other ways exactly. to how to prevent getting pregnant. Yeah, mm-hmm. I never, I mean, I used, I used it when I was, you know, cheating because um, I don't know what you <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you think is that. Well, you know what? And congratulations that you got a man for now a couple of years that's obviously satisfying you because you haven't cheated. So, no, I haven't. Yes. I, haven't I, wouldn't, I, don't, I wouldn't ever. Like, we had this agreement because I told him all the time, and he knows my story, you know. Um, and I told him, I said, if you ever don't feel satisfied in this relationship or you want to leave or whatever, you break up with me. Like, I'm good. Just break up with me. I'll break up with you. And we always have, we've always established that from the beginning. We'll just break up with each other. We're not happy. We're not satisfied. And that's it. But cheating, I told him, I said, please don't cheat on me. I won't cheat on you. So... It's good that now you know what you want. So it's, that's what it sounds like. You know exactly what you want now in every relationship. I do. Even though there's certain things that now I don't want that guys might want. For example, my boyfriend, when he moved to Texas, um, he wanted to get married. You know, he had this idea to marry me and have children, and I shut that down. Like, I don't want to get married. And um, and it sounds so nice, you know. Oh yeah, you know, it's like, it's like getting kids and all this stuff. And he's never been married. He doesn't have children. And I'm just like, so what I did was I bought him two dogs. I got him two shits. <laughs> those are his babies because I said I don't want children. Um, and on top of that, I don't want to get married. You know, I I don't expect much from him, and I tell him that. And I think that my marriage you know, affected me to that point where it's just like, I don't expect flowers, I don't expect birthday gifts, I don't expect, you know, Christmas gifts, you know, and that's just how 
how I am. Yeah, but if your current boyfriend bought you gifts, made Christmas efforts, and was romantic, would it bother you? No, he's like, I just laugh. Because we... We have, we don't really do that, like, we don't really put, like, we don't really give each other gifts like that. Um, I think I spoil him more than he spoils me. So, if he doesn't do it, I'm not going to be sad about it. Right. When I was married, I was expecting flowers and, you know, from, and my ex-husband always, took, I mean, he forgot my birthday and one time. And I said, really? Like, my birthday's the same month, same day, every year. I've been with you since I was 16 years old. You forgot my birthday. Wow. So, so now I'm just like, okay, whatever. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. And I'm good with it. Well, I'm actually really, really... I impressed by your story because I've never heard anything like this. This is definitely like a unique. <laughs> this, is this is different. This is definitely this is definitely different for sure. Um, I I I want to thank you for that. I think that this is definitely going to be one of our messy Monday classics because this was this was, <laughs> it was definitely unique. Consented cheating. I don't know, Mar. I think that might be a title right there. <laughs> I like that one. No, but with that being said, Scarlett, you have been fantastic and wonderful. Thank you so much for being so honest and so real with Thank us. Thank you. It was really dope. Thank you. Um, no, but you're always welcomed. You're an official friend of the pod now. So you're always welcome Thank to come you. back. Um, we appreciate your support. Thank you so much for all your likes and comments on our post. It, we, it doesn't go unnoticed. And uh, oh, we, will, we will stay in touch, hon. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> Bye. So yeah, that was out of this world. It was out of this world. It was. There's so many layers to this story. There's a lot of layers to it. And I like that I made her kind of realize a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Um, All that effort you put in before, you don't want to put that same effort again. Because you already know kind of like that outcome of what that looks like. So shout outs to her. She's pretty strong (laughs) and, and confident now in knowing what she wants and what's you know what she's looking for and how she wants her life to be because i've you know we've all been in situations where you're stuck in a rut and like stuck in this place that you no longer want to be that anymore and she tried all her efforts she she did to make him pay attention she did and and he did it and i think it's really interesting how we have to just all come to terms with the fact that women don't like men that are useless no, that's a turn off. It's like a big turn off. Like it's like I don't think there's a woman I've met that's okay with a guy that doesn't like bring anything to the fucking table. Not even like good it's, sex. Especially if you're a woman who is super not powerful, but what's the word? Active or super out there. You can tell that like, she's obviously an alpha. She's obviously an alpha. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a woman that has that level of strength, and I'm sure it has to do with you know she did share her personal story about being a foster kid so that must build a, a whole nother level of strength when you have been through something like that so we're talking about a person that's pretty tough it sounds very opposite from each other too right so like a woman like that i think needs a man that can kind of keep up step up and handle that too you know what i'm saying yeah so i'm not surprised the relationship didn't work and i don't mean any offense to their past relationship but i'm not surprised it didn't work because they were just on two different wavelengths but it's one of those things of what like your first love your first boyfriend that's why i don't believe in getting married at 18 
I don't believe in that shit at all. Really? I don't. Like, I've been a very strong advocate that there's no way you can be a person's life partner when you haven't figured out your own life. So gotcha. it's like, I remember how I was when I was 18. I'm not the same person I am today. And honestly mm-hmm. speaking, whoever would have married me at that stage of my life would have been with a completely different person today. And I'm sure that people grow together and all that other good stuff. But I think that now with all that we know, we're living longer lives. People are hitting 100 like it's nothing. You know, we... <laughs> We, we have all this exposure, understanding, like we understand now that there's so much more to life that you have to educate yourself, you have to travel, you have to see, you have to enrich yourself, you have to kind of go through growing pains and like have a stage of like having fucked up situations in your life so that you can appreciate the future. Like there's no way you can have all of that in 18 years when you're going to leave 100, Marley? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sit Definitely your ass not. down. Like you do not need yeah. to get married at eighteen. Like I do not agree with that. I I get what you're saying. I I get that because I definitely am not the same person I was at eighteen. Not the same person I was at twenty one. Um, and you learn a lot and grow from every relationship that you do have. Yeah. And knowing what you want your relationship to be like, and if that person is not growing at the same pace with you or does not have that same belief with you that's how that doesn't that's when it crumbles that marriage doesn't survive or like how that relationship doesn't survive and you were right and i'd hate to diagnose people that we don't know and never met and only hearing one side of the story but it does sound he has other things that he needs to take care of in his own and knowing what he wants yeah or fight or what he wants to be or anything like that seems to be a lack of motivation and drive yeah yeah, that's that's something that was also bound to cause everything to not work out for yeah. them either. It's really hard to be with someone that's depressed. Yeah. And um and I mean that in a very sensitive way because I've seen it, you know what I'm saying? And it's like there's nothing that you could really do to make the person feel better and that's hard when you're someone's partner cuz it's like how can I help and like you can't so I, I I can understand how that must be extremely stressful in a relationship. Extremely. Him knowing <laughs> what kills me is that he bought the tickets. He invited for rice and beans. You invited He's a weak the other man, person though. for rice and beans. He's a weak, can you imagine? weak man. That's crazy. That's ins any other man would have just knocked the it's shit not out even of that. I would, have been, I would have been more comfortable with the story saying that he wanted me to get my pussy ate in front of him. Like, tell me something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, let it be that this guy's a big ass freak and he just wants to see other dudes like eating on his wife. Because this no. doesn't make any sense. He's going to cook for the motherfucker? Like, this don't make sense. <laughs> Microwave food for him and shit. That's crazy. That's why I immediately thought that he may have been gay because it was just like such an unmasculine behavior, at least to us testosterone-driven Hispanics that we know. It's like, what? Like, that's just crazy. That's That was her really, really putting in 100% pay attention to me. And he She had that. flare guns, guys. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> Everything you can imagine. I don't know how he didn't see it, but... And nothing. For, for, this, nothing. for this gentleman, Martin, if you ever do listen to this podcast, um, genuinely... From the both of us. Maybe you should talk to somebody. And this is not even being judgy. This is not saying that you're not a man and that we're like you're weak. No, no, no. I think that it might just be good for you. If you ever listen. 
It's not, it's, there's nothing wrong with talking to somebody. You should never be ashamed of that. Like, it's okay. Man, I do love our messy stories. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. For sure. You know what? It actually brought me to an uh, article that I was reading on the Huffington Post. I'm actually a fan of the Huff Post. Um, this particular article was eight things people who have been in open marriages wish you understood. Um, basically these are myths that people in open relationships are always upset because people think that they're not committed because they're in an open relationship. What this article actually describes is that, um, it is commitment. It's just commitment in a different way. It says what the number one myth is that people don't take their marriage seriously when they're in an open relationship and they're not committed, which is not true. Um, the one person's comment was that they're 100% committed and loyal to their husband. This is why this is a consensual and non-monogamy style of marriage. Um, some people always think that the reason people do this is because maybe their relationship is on the rocks and something's wrong. Similar to Scarlett's story, the reason she cheated was because it was something wrong in their relationship but this is an example of people not taking that route and just actually being honest so it's not on the rocks um now the conversation about being in an open marriage is always initiated by the husband that's actually untrue um it says here that uh women have the same sex drives just like men do and jealousy is not a female prerogative men also have the ability to be jealous and yes we know that um, now, they're not considerate of their partner's feelings. That's a myth. Um, being open or polygamous requires being incredibly considerate and conscientious with the person in regards to their feelings and well-being for everyone around you. Um, it says here that in this person's experience, in a successful polygamous relationship, people who live by the calendar and the hash outdates are relatively um, advanced in their relationship. So they kind of have a schedule. So nothing is done behind anybody's back. And only selfish and immature people take part in open relationships. That's also a lie. And there's a bunch of that people who are in open relationships are a bunch of wild sex addicts. I actually kind of felt that way once. I was saying these people are all freaks. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Yeah. And then another one is that all people in open marriages are cut from the same cloth. No, that that's yeah. true. That's I used to think it was a white thing. Um, it's not because it's I, an anybody. It's an anybody thing for sure. And once in an open relationship, it always stays open. Oh my god, that's a myth. That's what I thought. Really? I thought there was no coming back. Like once you open Pandora's box, that is what it is. It says that's what would scare me. Right, like you can't go backwards. It says you can be open for any part of your relationship. It may be something you want to do after you've been with someone for a long time or you may find that after being open for a long time you find yourself craving monogamy again just be warned that with the transition from a closed to open relationship and open to close is not always easy and both partners have to be on board at the same time which is very tricky again um talking along the way is the only way to make this work and those are the eight minutes well this was not an open relationship because open relationship is two-sided right correct? it was one-sided it's an agreement right but it seems like it seems like if own... she would have said it he would have did it if she would have been like go ahead i think maybe he wouldn't have gone ahead but he would have let her go ahead their marriage would have survived or would have stayed intact if they would have just kept in that same format 
Maybe they would still be together. They'll be roommates. Yeah, nobody wants to live like that. Nobody wants to live like that. That's terrible, actually. Especially when you actually have feelings or care for someone. So she sounds like she genuinely was caring. Yeah. And definitely had feelings because it was all attention seeking. Yeah. But so an open relationship wasn't the idea, but that's what it was essentially like. Right. Except the third person was coming in the house and eating rice and beans. (laughs) That is still insane. Classic. So... (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean... That's interesting facts, though, about open relationships. Yeah. And I think I, I kind of, it's still, I guess, sort of a little bit cheating. I still see it somewhere like that. I know it's, it's old school of I me. No, but it's, it, it's a lot to swallow. No pun it intended. It is a lot to swallow. But, but I guess it, I have to be, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I have to be in that position in order to say, it really be like, in agreeance with it to really understand Girl, who knows it. what we're gonna be doing we 60 freaky and and, and married for like nine years you know what i'm saying like, i'll keep you updated if i just if we, if we end up in a, if end up in a relationship it's 2029 like 2058 you know what i'm saying like who knows what's gonna happen i'll let you know how that goes right no it was cool and scarlet once again thank you so much and um she actually reached out to me to me through our facebook page so make sure that you guys do the same i know a few people have already said they're interested um in being a member of the Messy Mondays Friend of the Pod Squad. <laughs> so there's a few people that kind of want to get their membership. So that's pretty dope. Um, another thing we want to mention is that we have some future events coming up in 2018 that we're going to make sure to keep you guys up to date. Make sure to follow our Instagram because we're going to keep you guys up to date. Our Facebook is going to keep you up to date. Our Twitter is going to keep you up to date. And we're going to make sure to invite you guys to like whatever we got going on. We're going to actually start showing our faces and hosting some events so you guys can meet us in person, which I think is going to be pretty dope. Maybe even do a live recording one time and you guys can be part of it. That'll be pretty awesome. Um, Now, uh, the only way we could do that is if you submit your stories. And you can submit your stories in many ways now. Not only through the DM, but like tonight's guest, hit me up directly through Facebook. Um, you guys can hit up either one, me or Marley, just like they've hit up Marley privately or they hit up me privately, whoever you're more comfortable with, just hit us up and we'll be more than happy to submit your stories and make you part of the history that's being created. Yes, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm loving these stories that are coming and keep them coming, people keep them coming. This is what Messy Mondays is all about. Don't forget to email us, MessyMondaysPod at gmail.com. And I think that's this is a great show, It was, by the way. it was dope. I'm loving this, and shout-outs to Scarlett. We'll do a follow-up with her? No. Well, that relationship's over. No, we huh? might just do a question on this one, guys. Maybe you guys can yeah. tell us your opinion on, on, our, on our social media. We might just make this one a, one of our messy questions, and we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Well, it's been dope, and thank you, and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you for starting your week off right with the Messy Monday podcast with your girl Show Me and your girl Marley Mar. Make sure to follow us at S-H-O-M-I underscore E-N-T and L-U-V-M-A-R-L-E-Y underscore. We are always here for you guys. It's Messy Mondays. Have a good Monday.